0: Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, Director of Camps at Music for All in Indianapolis,
1: Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, Director of Bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Today's show is about a lot of different things. We're back. Welcome back, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, we're before back. we
0: Before we get started... I want to remind everybody about the dynamic marching shop you gotta order your shoes and your podiums and your rifles all the things that we need for our first shows and uh my cat is now walking all over the podcasting <laughs> board she wasn't here when we were talking before the show but hello hermione everybody say hello uh yeah, remember we were
1: we were going to be more professional this time nah and you, what's you the point of that <laughs> <laughs> we're terrible
0: Anyway, though, we've had a bunch of orders at the Dynamic Marching Shop. People, uh, we continue to be the world's leading provider of Plume Case bags. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) No, and I'm thrilled by that. I don't understand it. Maybe like there's some Google web search algorithm, but no matter who you buy buy your products from, you should buy Plume Case bags from us.
1: (laughs) Or or we sell other things, too. Yeah. I think, yeah. So you know, if you need there. a beret,
0: we have a beret <laughs> for like sousaphone players. Yes. Uh, what else do we have that's kind of weird? Poker chip, uh, little drill markers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of the poker chip. There's a bunch of new shoes from DSI. Has a bunch of new shoes now. There's the Viper oh. Pro. Have you seen that one?
1: Ooh, no.
0: Have you seen the Renegade? No. Have you seen the crossover? All right. You got to get on and see that. <laughs> The crossover. Brownsburg's using the crossover, and they they're kind of like black Nikes without any logos or anything. Like they're very okay.
1: athletic looking, uh, but mm-hmm. from like ten feet away, you can't tell. They're pretty cool. Yeah. You know, we made the switch to Velocity about three or four years ago, right after COVID, and we've been really happy with them. It feels yeah. like a good balance between dance and athletic shoe. Yeah, you can get a great toe point in those. That's I don't, right. I don't
0: like them for parades though. It's Since we like, do one, yeah.
1: like not even quite a mile parade. Not a big deal. deal.
0: Yeah. And the only parade that some people do is like in tennis shoes in the summer, but right, like Macy's or, or
1: Rose Parade, you need something a little more, Would be rough, huh? a little more heel to it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Hey, well, Jeff, tell us about your summer. Oh, tell my summer was great. Great
0: things you did. Um, so you and I both did the BOA summer symposium, which yeah, you know, obviously awesome. is my full-time job is planning and uh helping get the faculty together and budgeting and all the details of that with the help of all the music for all team um that went really well you know Mm -hmm. we um we were successful in terms of our 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 budgets on our end and and everything and we were successful in that the students and and directors who were there had a really good
1: time and learned a lot so uh, it's always fun to be at the end of that week i remember looking at the opening day versus the final performance and the kids are in completely different places. Yeah. And their parents get to see that. That's one of the best things about that camp is the parents see the synergy that's created. Yeah. Yeah. You had what, like almost
0: 400 drum majors this year, I think. Um, That's really cool to see them, you know, all doing their salute at the same time and they get, they get their necklace with the chevron on it or the, mm-hmm. um, you don't call it a chevron. It's a, um, we call it the tip of the arrow, the tip of the arrow. Yeah. Core mm-hmm. one, two. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. If you want to know more about it, come to the camp. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, we also had BOA blast this summer. We yeah. haven't talked since then. That was a one day camp at, uh, university of North Texas and mm-hmm. there were 400 kids there. Right. Ooh, it
1: was hot it was, like, it, was oh, it was hot, oh man and it was it was a lot of fun. The yeah. kids learned a ton in a one day experience it, is that going to change the culture of your school? No, but is it going to start sparking conversation? Yes, absolutely. yeah,
0: yeah. and they were so excited. I, yeah the one thing I noticed different you know obviously I've been teaching the, the the full week camp for a long time. There were some players at this one. I was standing mm-hmm. in the trumpet section. Just kind of like when when Doctor Cook was doing some of the rehearsals, and there were like like maybe twenty legitimate trumpet players in there. <laughs> it's like wow,
1: that yeah the the kids were eager, yeah, and it was very cool, especially from the conducting side. The way that we conduct uh, with the DMI is a bit different from what they were accustomed. Yet they were open to the new ideas and and seeing how they could take. Just the concepts and apply it to their own pattern. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So if you ever see a BOA blast, because hopefully we'll go to a couple more places. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at
0: doing maybe one or two next summer in different places. Um and yeah, keep your keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Um one more camp related thing. Uh I don't know if I told you this yet, but we're making the director academy. You can either come the full week or you can come the first three days or the second three days. So, oh, really, that way, just you know, people with young children, or maybe with budget constraints, or like maybe they have their own camps at one end of the week or the other. Um, mm. just trying to get more directors to be able to come and make it more like you know, it's about like a long weekend's worth of commitment right. instead of a full week. So, oh, I'm that's kind of really good idea. about that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Should be very good. cool. Well, I got to travel quite a bit this summer, Utah and Omaha, and went out to Texas with you. and. It's very cool to see all of us coming out of COVID, yet we're not. Uh-huh. You know, like one of the topics we're going to talk about today is where are we now? And we'll get to that in just a minute, but just as a, a precursor, this is when our freshmen here in South Carolina are the fresh, they started band during COVID. Sixth graders. Or? Sixth graders, that's right. Yeah. And there are some, there are some things that are there. And I think that as I've talked to different people across the state, and even across the Southeast, we're all seeing very similar things regarding numbers, retention, and I mean like information retention, and um, ability to adapt. Mm-hmm. So it, I'd like to talk through those concepts in just a minute, but I think we first kind of want to do a little bit of a recap of DCI. Yeah. Yeah. We're only a month away from when
0: DCI Finals was. But we, we were both so busy with band camps and things, and yep. and uh, we didn't get to talk about it yet. I was there live. You were going to come out, but it didn't work out this year, mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. next year. Um, I watched it from the MFA suite uh, for the Thursday and Friday night, and then I watched with my, my dad uh, has great seats, and we always like to watch, mm. my parents and I and my son Connor all watched it together. Um, my wife, Danny was working with Cavaliers guard, so she didn't sit in the stands at all, but she was kind of doing her thing. Uh, it was a great finals. yeah,
1: it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed every minute of it. I think in what, you know, we did, we talked about, should we go through show by show, but we thought instead just giving some general impressions and I'll, I'll start with one. Yeah. Kids can perform really, really at a very high level Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're, Considering DCI, performing at DCI, any college students or older high school students that listen, you better have your stuff together. And it's not about being just a hotshot player or being the hotshot mover. You got to do both. Yeah, you really
0: do. You're going to get cut if you're not, if you don't come to those camps prepared, because there's a That's lot right. of students who come to those camps prepared, which is amazing because it's really expensive
1: these days. Right. I mean, if you're yeah, thinking so about it, doing drum corps, you better be ready to drop five grand. If drum corps had not existed and we came out this year with the, the concept of DCI at its current state, we'd get laughed out of the arena. Yeah. There's no way.
0: Would anyone sign up to do it? Yeah. No. I never thought about it like that. It's just kind of mm, like... no. The people who grow up loving it and they, and they fall in love with it and they want to do it and they think about doing it for so long and then they mm-hmm. hopefully save their money and are ready
1: to do it. Right. Um, I mean, let me let me be clear. I think it's great. Yeah. And, and I think that there are kids that completely benefit from it. I don't think that it's the end-all be-all. I really don't. But I do think that it gives you a leg up on performance expectations, especially at a high level. Um, you know, Chris Martin talked frequently about being at phantom regiment and then being with chicago symphony at the time and how the demand for performance was actually pretty similar Mm, the consistency and you know not letting anything else shake you 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 have to be ready to perform at all times so i think that's an amazing benefit and i also think the idea of working to perfection uh that's a that's a fantastic concept that Every music educator should have. Every body should really have. I, I want to try and get this as close to perfect as possible, knowing I'll fall short. But the journey is pretty empower, pretty power, pretty empowering. And there's something about um, beyond the show.
0: Everybody talks about like learning to tour. Mm-hmm. And and basically what they mean by that is you know how to keep all of your stuff together and you know yes. what clothes are dirty and what clothes are clean and you know right. where your cell phone is, you know where your dot book is and you don't lose stuff And because mm-hmm. it's incredibly difficult. You have your seat on the bus, you have your area under the bus, you're constantly blowing up an arrow bed and collapsing it and moving your suitcase right. in and out of schools. And so I think that's such an important skill is learning how to keep your
1: stuff together and yeah. and plan ahead and all that. Becoming responsible. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think that year between the senior year of high school to freshman year of college is a great year to do drum corps. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I think the younger you get from that, it becomes, becomes a little bit more dependent on the student. There are certainly students who can do it earlier than that. But I think that generally most kids are very ready at that point right after their senior year. Yeah. Yeah. I was and, ready and
0: I just didn't do it. I may, I tried yeah. out for Star of Indiana. I made it. I just didn't do it. I mm-hmm. I don't really have regrets about it, but I you know, I always kind of wonder, oh man.
1: What would have happened? They won that year. That would have been so cool. So Jeff being there in the audience. You know, I those are some of my impressions. What what did you would you walk away with?
0: Uh honestly, I thought Blue Coat's show was designed perfectly. Mm. I'm not saying it was perfect. I'm not saying the no, I hear were, you, and everything was perfect, but it was designed perfectly. It, it ever, all the pieces fit together and it, it made you feel things. And it mm-hmm. felt like from start to finish, people had, you know, thought about every moment and how it leads to the next thing and how mm-hmm. your emotions, you know, they, they took you on an emotional journey throughout the show that I thought was just, uh, I thought it was second to none. Um, The performance quality of the Blue Devils is just overwhelming. It's it's just really is. It's Mm -hmm. they they know how to
1: puff up and swagger into that stadium and just take Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. I, I, I even thought for Mandarins being in this new space as well. Of course they they have made finals before, but this was a different thing for them. And you could see that they were we're we're not the new kid on the block anymore. Right. We're we're going after it. And that's that's kind of the interesting thing about DCI. You, you can't just say, well, these cores are always going to be the top three. I mean, I think you can say a little bit to that, but now it's getting wider. Like, this core could be anywhere from yeah. here to here. And that's exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you watched the Cavaliers anywhere mm-hmm. across the country uh, throughout the summer, you wouldn't have looked at them and said – Oh, they're going to be really low at final. No, you're right. Like, That's a great drum core. Absolutely. Then, you know, there were seven other great drum corps. Yeah. That's you know, right. Cavaliers ended up eighth, but like the Phantom Regiment guard and, and yeah. their color, like their, the starkness of their, their, you know, the color oh, palette and, and whatnot yeah. or lack of color, the uh, you know, cadets very at, that athletic gear uh, mm-hmm. that they were in and just kind of the whole, the choreography was always really athletic and, um, they always know how to do a ballad really well. That was yes. great. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I think that the design element is so important now. You, There was a time when it was like, well, this group can just play better than everybody, and this group can move better than everybody. Now it's everybody moves and plays really well. Yeah. They do, and the design has become really the make or break.
0: Yeah. And that's hard to, it, I mean, I, I can write drill. I can teach marching and movement. I can't come up with those ideas. Yeah. Like the people who
1: do that are really it's special. amazing
0: to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Really special. And I, I think that applies to our band directors that are listening that that deserves its own attention as much as how you're playing, as much as how you're um, working on the movement and choreography, like the design. And I've I've seen that happen a couple of times. Good bands, they're working their tails off, but the show—it it wouldn't matter if you brought in Carmel. That show isn't going to work, mm-hmm. and they they shoot themselves in the foot. So it's just like band directors when we program the wrong piece. Yeah, you know, this this band, great band, but we're we don't have all the tools to make this particular piece go. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know that. If only there were a total program (laughs) design class we're gonna do an ad right now okay where we (laughs) (laughs) talk where we talk about show design right
0: yeah but our our version of show for for people who haven't seen our videos on dynamic dynamic show design that's that's on our website um we we take directors through how to program their own show with their own voice and their own story you know there's no formula for how bluecoats did what they did That whole butterfly catcher, seek the garden of love with the butterfly catchers and the butterfly props and like then the trombone thing after that and the way that that just. Right. That was one of the best trombone things I've ever heard. On That was arresting. It was just crazy, right? Mm -hmm. There's no formula for that. But, you know, I do think, you know, if people people watch our dynamic uh, show design thing, I think they're going to really get a lot out of it and and it's just like basically throwing everything
1: at the wall and seeing Mm -hmm. what sticks and then go from there um you know i think it's fun i think it's actually a fun thing to do with your staff yeah like if you have some some of those members that you truly trust or even just some a buddy it's hey let's hang out friday night let's have beverages and snacks yeah and let's see what the show design thing could be. And I think the course walks you through how to go from step one to step 20.
0: Yeah. And it's not going to be maybe what the blue coats did, but it's going to be,
1: it's going to be great for your kids. Right. Yeah. It's going to be what you make of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But that was, I I didn't, I really was not meaning to go into a big commercial right there. But I was kind of thinking about that when I saw, you know,
0: I I was judging this weekend at the Brownsburg show, but I was doing the clinic thing where Van Matthews and Beth Fabrizio and I had every third group and then we would get on a golf cart, go out, talk to the students and staff and then, you know, go see the third group after that. And so I didn't see all of the the groups that were there. But, um, you know, Ben Davis, they started the show and it was very colorful and the props were fun to look at and the color palette was cool and the music was quirky and i was like yeah dude this is cool you know it's not it's it's not perfect but it's like really works and i think you know people people are figuring out different ways to uh to entertain the crowd and the judges and you know there were 26 different shows there this weekend wow brownsburg has these huge tubes oh yeah like jarring when you see them all like because they're they're massive and there's you know i don't even 40 of them or something like that wow and so when they stand them up on end the 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 stage looks different and when they lay them down and
1: when they tip them and whatever i was like wow that's really cool very cool yeah well i think that leads us into the bulk of our show today was kind of like where are we right now yeah you know, we're all in the throes of our first competitions or getting ready for our first competitions. You're through those first days, you're through band camp. And we've done shows on those places before, but we wanted to do something more into the school year. You can hear our kids playing behind me right now. Yeah, I know, right? No stars and stripes right now, thank goodness. But we we just got the closer music this past Saturday and we have to work on it. There's so many things that pile up. I think directors, I, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, you're in the majority. Yeah,
0: because I mean, on the opener, you're you're probably getting into nuances, and but in we the are. stuff you just got, you're still learning notes and rhythms. So oh, the whole believe me, you know, stacking of all those different skills and mindsets mm-hmm. is very difficult this time of year.
1: Well, the thing that Jeff alluded to a little bit earlier is getting feedback from others. You will get lost in the trees. And you won't even know there is a forest. So as you are navigating this, having anybody who can come in and help out just to watch and see, there'll be things, questions that they ask where you're like, how did I miss that? Well, it's because you were so focused on the opening tuning of the clarinets. That's why you missed it. But bringing people in, that can be a clinician. That can be a retired director in the area. They love that. Yeah. Oh, your,
0: your microphone cut out for a second there. Yes. Now I'm okay. We're professionals. Sure I swear everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're professionals. Arthur Fontarelli right there. And I hit it just like the <laughs> jukebox and made it work and then made it stop. So. Wow. Happy um, days reference. Uh, yeah. Tell me about it. You that was lost. I'm dating myself. Half our audience right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so 10 people. Yeah, I know. So, so
1: three of them, that was, that's really the half. Yeah. Uh so, bringing people in. Yeah. Uh, number two, keeping your head about you. Yeah. It, it's really easy to get overwhelmed right now, and you'll start to take that out on the kids, on your family, and on yourself. And just know that I, I, I hesitate saying it this way, but it is the truth. It's just marching, man. Yeah. This is one facet of your career of one of your years, of one of the parts of your life. And yes, it's important. I get it. But you can only do what you can do. Yeah. And you just try and get better.
0: I have a lot of perspective on that because, you know, I left classroom teaching two years ago. We're coming up on my two-year anniversary, uh, working full-time at Music for All. and And when I go out and I teach students, it's for an hour here or an hour there. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not the full-time person at Carmel anymore. I, you know, Julian Johnson's doing that. And I am I go in and I, I get to go in and I teach some fundamentals, maybe clean a little bit of drill and body, and then I go home. So I don't have that daily, that, that heavy weight on my shoulders constantly right. thinking, you know, I don't go in with like 40 different things I have to fix and hopefully get to two of them or whatever. And so, but, you know, I see people's faces this time of year when I go in and they're all just, deep in it. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, you know, I have a different perspective because I, my full-time job is not teaching kids all day long. I get to go in at, you know, four 30 and, and teach for an hour. Um, and so I, my advice to everybody is just, you know, do do a few things every week to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Cause it's really easy not to right now.
1: Yeah. I think we feel the pressure, especially younger, newer teachers. That this had better look like DCI in September. Yeah. And I I heard a well known brass instructor from a drum corps this summer talking to band directors. He said it very brilliantly. They were like, Well, how do you get the brass to sound this way? He just shook his head and said, They're all music majors. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. That's it. Yeah. And, And I thought that that was so compelling and so raw and vulnerable yeah. in that moment that it it wasn't well this process well yes we have processes in place but these kids are pretty serious about what they're doing so no your average high school band that has you know 20 freshmen that can barely put their shoes on they're not going to on with the best of them yeah so giving yourself a little bit of grace and and yeah. then I would add Giving others a little bit of grace. Yeah. We've gotten to see some different bands and different things around. And it's so funny, you can tell the band directors, because when something doesn't go well, the other band directors that are standing around are like, oh, it's too bad. I, I've been there, I know that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when you see college students there watching and they're being very critical, mm, <laughs> you haven't you haven't walked that walk yet, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not yet yeah because we've all had that we've had a soloist flake we've had uh, any of those things and i would tell you Darren davis at broken arrow mike pote chris crakey at carmel all of everybody has that we just sometimes we hide it better <laughs> yeah but we all have had those kinds of things and if you've got kids out on the field working and sweating for you you've won i
0: I tried to talk a lot about that uh, in my clinics this weekend because you know I, I, you rarely get somebody else's students in front of you that you get to talk right. to, and I I always ended with it's it's amazing you're doing this because a lot of your peers post COVID have chosen yeah. to do nothing and yes. be okay with that, yeah. So you've chosen to commit to something
1: that's hard, and that's it's, awesome. It's so interesting you said that. I just one of my assistant principals was talking to me about clubs here at Wando and in 2019, 20, we had, gosh, what did she tell me? Something like 250, 300 clubs, something like that. She said, only now, you know, almost four years later, are we getting back to having people who want to do those clubs or the same number of clubs again? Cause kids, you know, they got, they got so used to being alone. And when you can create your own environment, i.e online that's pretty appealing yeah it's not rewarding but it's appealing so now for them to come out and interact with others that's starting to come back but we're having to work on it and i would say the marching arts have been at the forefront yeah of that
0: what are i uh, do you like to folk? I, I know you want to talk a little bit about post-covid and the covid babies. You know the COVID Mm -hmm. sixth graders today do you want to talk more about what you're seeing from them or more of solutions to those to those
1: things yeah as i talk to other band directors we we all talk about how our numbers are still not back um they're moving in that direction but i think it's going to be another two or three years before we get back to 2019. um the retention of data is not the same Mm. Meaning that we have to repeat a lot and we have to really make it much more kinesthetic than just visual and audio, you know, saying, okay, everybody, we're going to start right here. Just that command alone is tough because they were used to being so passive Mm -hmm. online for a long time. And now when, especially when you're standing out on the field, you know, in math class, you maybe can be passive, when you're standing out on the field, hey, let's run it back to set 30. And people look blankly.
0: Yeah. That's you're, because then at that point they're doing, they're not just consuming. Exactly. It's not, it's not and just when they have stuff coming toward their brain. Mm-hmm. It's they actually have to use their brain to do something.
1: But they unfortunately have it planted in their brain to not be careful with that incoming data. Mm. And so instead of it getting cemented or at least tacked on the wall, it just come goes, and that's it. And they also even, you think about how much data they're processing every day. Let me put it this way. We were talking about practice, and I said to my kids what I was getting ready to hear from them, hey, gang, I want you to do at least 20, it's one of our younger bands, which you do at least 20 minutes a day of practice every day. And I said, already I can tell in your eyes, some of you are saying, I'm, I'm too busy to do that. This is too much. I can't, I can never do that. So everybody take out your phones. And if you go into general, you can go into screen time. <laughs> and there you can press when it says more information, it'll tell you exactly how many minutes, nay, hours you've spent on certain apps. Yeah. And like they did were, they did they do it? Yeah. yeah we literally did it yeah. in class. And they were shot. Did you look at yours too? I, I did. You know what? I'm, re- I'm ready to make the admission. Right, do you I'm know what right mine now. was? My most used app, Netflix.
0: Okay. Well that's, but Jeff, yeah. you
1: know why, don't you? No. Oh,
0: yeah. Remember, <laughs> I do know why. Yeah, my insomnia. I, did, I know what you watch when you go to bed.
1: That's it. Exactly. I have insomnia very badly. Mm-hmm. And I can watch a TV show called Arrested Development that I know very well. Which is hilarious it is hysterical. The first 3 seasons are amazing. The second two Yes. So the first 3 seasons, I just cycle through those and I have for about 10 years. And that's how I sleep.
0: It looks now, like the my, rest of it that looks like, like my number tira. 1 is Instagram. Ooh. Yep.
1: Now, and and I'll admit, my time was 5 hours and something. Yeah. for the week. And I had, I said I know I'm not going to embarrass you, but I guarantee you at least half of you have uh, Snapchat as your most used app Yeah, and hours on it. So do you think you can carve out 15, 20 minutes if we take away six hours of Snapchat time? Yeah. Of course. Of course. So that it was just perspective.
0: But it doesn't give you the same dopamine <laughs> dump.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that, That's that actually leads me to the... Yeah. next point <laughs> yeah. they're not they're not strong at long-term goals yeah you know kids never are but i think it's even harder now because they were so used to online learning and some of that immediate feedback and now it's we've got to wait a month to really see this come to fruition it's hard yeah it's really hard it was hard before and i think it's even harder now
0: my youngest son tyler is a junior at indiana university and I'm seeing a change in him right now where it's like, he's thinking ahead and he's ah. planning ahead. Like he was just looking for an apartment for senior year and junior year mm. just started. And I was like, okay, something's changed. Yes. But, but there is something about, and everybody talks about the frontal lobe. It doesn't fully develop until you're a certain age or whatever, but like you can literally see it in him right now. He's like, mm. you know, cause it's not like, Probably a year ago, I was like, "You probably need to look for an apartment at some time this year before it gets too late." But now mm-hmm. he's
1: doing that on his own, which I think is cool. So, if we recap, we talked about kind of the resilience mm-hmm. of people. We talked about the retention of the data, and we just talked about the long-term planning and 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 waiting for long-reaching goals mm-hmm. that delayed gratification. Yep. And then the last one that I would tell you. I don't know what the best the best way to say it. Um, resilience. Snowflakes. As we talked about it on the other side. Is that of, what you're getting uh, at.
0: So, I'm sorry. Is that what you're getting at? What people call snowflakes that just melt. Yeah. It gets slightly warm and they just melt. Yeah. Yeah. I was teaching fundamentals the other day, and with Julian and. Um, we had the tubas do the box drill and then we had the baritones do it. And then anyway, we get to the altos and this student makes one error and runs Lost out of it. the block. Yeah. Goes to the nurse. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa,
1: zero resilience. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. The tolerance it is rough. It's rough right now. And, and people are struggling with what do we do? Do we hold them accountable? Do we, Treat that with grace. Do we treat? How do we do it? the The answer that I'm finding is patience first, and trying to go at it educationally. We we want to kind of strong arm and say, "Hey, you got to suck it up. Mm-hmm. You got to be big boys and big girls right now." And I'll admit, I've I've used that with the general group. With individuals, though, we have a, a student right now that's struggling with rides and getting to practice and all those things. And in other years, I think I would have just said, look, this isn't for you. I, I, I don't know exactly. We've tried to help you. It's not there. This time I've got you know a parent coming in and like, how can we help you? This this mm-hmm. student deserves this opportunity. What what can we do? And I hope that it works out. But I would say that that takes even more mental energy from the director because you're you're having to plan for the whole group. But then you also have to really take care of those individuals Mm -hmm. inside that. But remember, that's our number one reason for doing this. Yeah, We want to build connection and relationship with people. And that's what I would say is the biggest takeaway from right now. I'm doing more intentional work there, building relationship, than ever before. Yeah.
0: It really is hard to know what to do in the moment
1: when you see something like that. Um, And I think it's okay to say you know what? I can't talk about this right now. Why don't you come to me tomorrow and let's figure this out Talk about this later. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard because that makes them think about it
0: for the, the, all that time in between about Mm -hmm. what they're going to say when they come back, at least some some of them.
1: Oh, oh, I would, yeah, I would say most, uh, even when it's a thing where they come up and ask for permission to miss something. You said, you know, that's going to be really rough. Why don't you come and talk to me at this point and let's see if we can find a plan. Nine times out of 10, the kid will come back and they've already got a plan in place. Uh-huh. That's really smart. That's not always. We always have those outliers that are like what you were talking about with Tyler. They're not looking ahead. It's They feel like it's somebody else's to fix.
0: Have you ever That's heard not. of uh, the parenting technique or I don't know if it's called a technique, but it's called love and logic? <laughs> It kind of I came heard out of, of I think somebody in the Denver area wrote a book on it, parenting with love and logic. And uh, for some children, it's very helpful because you give them lots of choices. Would you like? Yeah, you know, with like a really young kid, would you like to eat grilled cheese or chicken nuggets? Mm. You know, not w- what do you want to eat? Like, like, right? Like the whole world is your oyster or whatever. No, is it? Would you like chicken nuggets or would you like? Okay, would you like to eat now or in fifteen minutes? Because both of those work for me as a parent. Um, You know, you give them two choices, but you make sure both choices are acceptable to you or whatever. So I find myself sometimes using that with high schoolers, even though it's not designed really, you know, for, for older kids as much as younger kids, but they, they like to have choices and they like to know they made that choice. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, um, So I definitely have used that. Would you like to, you know, the triage area. I don't know if you want to call it the nurse's office at band, but all (laughs) all marching band directors know what we're talking about. There's little, Mm -hmm. little camp
1: chairs and a caregiver over there. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know,
0: can I tell you really quickly (laughs) what
1: Alfred Watkins used to call it? Yeah. The wounded in marching practice area. (laughs) And he liked the acronym that came from that. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he put on the top of the tent. Yes. Anyway. Yes. That area. Could we even do that today? No, 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 absolutely do not. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, we like to tell those caregivers, you know, to be a little bit less caregiving. <laughs> yes. If you or, could or make it the,
1: a little less comfortable to be here, or, there be it is. Yeah. We want you to give the care. I, you know, I had a conversation with a student last week, and so my stomach's really upset. I don't know if I can come to rehearsal. Uh, we had a two and a half hour rehearsal. Okay what that then means is next week you're going to have to have somebody who put who puts aside time to spend 3 hours with you to make up all of the choreography and stuff that you're going to miss so if that's worth it to you if you feel so badly that that makes sense then there's your answer I and mean, if you're sick you're sick mm-hmm. but you are willing to pay the price for missing that time mm-hmm. and that do you follow came, through on that they they came to the rehearsal
0: no, but do mm-hmm. you personally follow through on that if somebody yep. misses
1: and they have to make up that time? Yeah, we talk with our section leaders about it okay. and that it's it's one of those things. Now, the truth is, does it really take three hours? No. But it does. If it's a three-hour rehearsal, or we do two and a half. There's an hour and 30 of that that's useful information that's got to be yes. assessed and processed. So it takes a time.
0: That kind of reminds me of something else we we wanted to talk about on this podcast a little bit. And that, you know, is um, how much this time of year are we releasing to the students? Mm-hmm. Are we are we getting past because we talk at the beginning of the season about how important it is to uh, have uh, the individual commitment and and work ethic and and all of that of each student. Um, but at the beginning of the season, we're doing a lot. The instructors yes. are doing a lot of it. So yes. what What do you think, uh, at least at Wando, how's that going with with that gradual release of responsibility,
1: to use the education it. term? i probably go there too soon, if I'm honest with you. i probably put kids in that position a little bit before they're ready. But I feel like that's what helped, helped shape me into who I am. I remember my brother taught me how to swim by throwing me into the pool. And I learned how to swim. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that that's the right way, but it did put me into a place where I can do this because I fret and worry about it when sometimes it's just, just jump in the pool. I'll give you an example. This past Saturday, Michael Rosales was here and he choreographed quite a bit of our third tune. And we had some drill going on at the same time as choreography, at the same time as some featured music. And literally, I I wasn't at the rehearsal yet. I was at a meeting up in Columbia. I came in. The brass were with a student on the field, going through some choreography. The woodwinds were some some of our instructors going through stuff. We have a trombone that's happening that they're working on off the field. Percussion were with a staff member. I think battery was alone. Front ensemble with staff. All that to say, you couldn't tell the difference between adult directed and student-directed. Now, I want to be clear. I have have the best staff in the world. They're incredible. I'm not diminishing their impact. They are so good that they can give instruction to the students, and the students are so acclimated to working hard that they'll do that without them standing there holding their hand. So we, we literally had six different rehearsals going on at the same time. Okay, and I would so say if every you, kid if you went to on. 20
0: marching band rehearsals across your state or mine or in between, how many of those bands would have had students similarly working on their own and getting stuff done?
1: Well, let me answer this for question first. How many of them have the students who could do that? I think many. Yeah. I really do. How many do that? They trust themselves as the director or the staff? as well as the students enough, that number is much lower. I think it's very few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why we have so much burnout. Yeah. Just trying to you, do everything thinking, on your own. Yes. And, yeah. Absolutely. And and here's my thing. I would rather you give me uh, – this is going to sound terrible from the leadership guy. I'd rather you give me 60 to 70% effort over the course of eight years than 100% effort over the course of four. I, I really do. And I think the more you do it, the less you have to do. Mm-hmm. You want to get people around you who can. And I'm talking students, mm-hmm. not just adults and staff. And you, Well, my kids will never be able to do that. Give them five minutes, no more, and teach them how to do that. You, you've talked about this before
0: on the podcast, but you know, back at uh, back at your days at Marian Catholic, when there was a student <sighs> uniform. Oh yes, you know the the uniform mom, quote unquote, it was a student. All students. And and you know you you talked about how when somebody forgot their gloves, they had to go see that student, and it was almost like going to the principal's office. But it was a
1: student, <laughs> you know? Jeff. You, it's so funny that you bring that up because. I need to look. I just saw a Facebook post from the young man. I don't think he'd mind my telling you. His name's Tyler Martin. Tyler was a fantastic flautist. There he is. And he, there it is. He just finished his degree. I can't remember if it's his master's or his doctorate at Rice. And he is now the, he has a, a a paid position with the Houston Opera. He was the guy. Yeah. That if you forgot your uniform stuff, Tyler's coming after you. And he, he wouldn't talk to a general student. You had to come with your squad leader because that's the person that really dropped the ball. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and and it wasn't just Tyler. Yeah, there. there, was there were Sarah a number after of him. Was, Yeah, doing different exactly. jobs and all that. Yeah, they take. If you will give them the opportunity, they will take the ownership. They
0: really will. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but it's one of my favorite things for years. I yelled at kids for not having their dot books. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I realize the ultimate drill book is, is a great solution. If you know how to use it, if you use it, right. I've I've, I've been into programs and they're like, we have UDB. And I'm like, well, why, why doesn't any kid have a phone in their hand? Right. Because if it's not in their hand, you might as well not have UDB because you really have, you have to check, your side to side and front to back all the time right yes but anyway so uh, you know one of the programs i work with they have chosen not to use udb they've chosen to use coordinate yeah. sheets mm-hmm. but they put it in like a laminated sleeve like like if you got a rock star if you're at a concert and you were like yes the, mm-hmm. the ticket the sleeve lanyard. that's like i'm i'm a vip or whatever so the openers in one of those sleeves and second and third and then but at the end of rehearsal every trumpet has to hand their lanyard to their section leader or the the secretary of the trumpet section I think it's called and that person goes and hangs all the lanyards on a hook inside the um, facility that's next to the practice field and so you don't have you don't have any kid taking that lanyard home therefore you don't have any kid not bringing it to rehearsal because at the beginning of rehearsal they go to that section leader they get the lanyard and then they have it there and I think it's just a great system that's low tech but it and it's, it's kind of taking away. It's like, do I want to be mad at kids all the time for just no. being forgetful? They're teenagers. They are forgetful. I'm forgetful sometimes. Yeah. It just takes away
1: all of that. The, it takes away all of the stress. Mm-hmm. So, Mm-hmm. And there's, I think that's the way we sum this all up. Fix the small things mm-hmm. and find the places where you can get those little wins and get as many of them as you possibly can right now. Yeah big wins will come but like try to find what is the most obnoxious thing going on mm-hmm. right now yeah and how can i fix that one thing i may need other people to come and help me but that's what it is yeah so i i hope that we have wandered around some <laughs> questions and answers and given you some insight we you know we used to like plan every word of this and now it's hey we just need to talk and be real
0: yeah, I think people. we've we've wandered around two or three different topics. Today. I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast. <laughs> wandering around Wand-
1: the fall, I don't know. Wandering. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Freeform. Yeah. Freeform drill. Yeah. <laughs> or freeform
0: podcast. We're just scatter. We're just scattering. We're flutter stepping. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Hey, it worked for a lot of good drum corps this summer. <laughs> so let's be honest.
0: Hey, maybe we can start doing this more regularly. That's his public
1: shaming right there, everyone. Because <laughs> that's that's on me. Okay, um, Mondays or Tuesdays. Yes, I love it. I'm I'm ready to commit. All right. Well, good luck.
0: I know you have a few weeks till your first show, but uh, I'll talk to you before then. But thanks Absolutely. for our listeners for being here. I'm Jeff Young, and I'm Bobby Lambert, and this is that band life. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh,